I want to get Graham Couch's thoughts on what Mel Tucker needs to do starting Saturday, homecoming against Wisconsin, to resurrect in that mojo he had built up from day one uh, when he was hired at Michigan State to the excitement when he got the $95 million deal that the Spartans were on a trajectory to becoming an Ohio State-like program one day, not this year, but pushing that way. And a four-star recruits, big money deal, woodshed, deep water, everything, number 11 in the nation after two games this year. And now doubt that this team may not win another game this season. So Graham Couch, Couch in the Rube podcast, Lansing State Journal opinion maker. He is standing by and we'll get his thoughts on Tom Izzo, Michigan State basketball uh, this year. Welcome back, Graham. Thanks for having me. Uh, we, we've watched the John L. Smith era clear out stadiums, Bobby Williams, uh, D'Antonio, some boo birds in that year. They actually went to the Rose Bowl. Uh, the Spartan Nation is loyal, as loyal as any group of fans I've ever seen across the board. You're Mel Tucker. It's just about winning football games right now to get those people back. Yeah, it's just finding a way to get um, to look respectable. You know, it's finding a way to uh, uh, dig out a win here and there, uh, despite some some clear um, limitations and, and vulnerabilities. And, and it's going to be tough. It's and not just this year. I think next year is going to be tough. And so, you know, it, it's and at some point. You know, he said this week he'll never throw his players or coaches under the bus, and, and you can respect that from a leadership mentality. And you, you shouldn't. I don't think you, I, I, I often don't like when coaches, when things aren't going right, and they they fire a coordinator after four weeks. Now, if that's the right decision, that then you do it. But I'm, I'm just saying sometimes you feel like it's a scapegoat. But for him, you know, <laughs> they're losing badly on the offensive line a lot, and somewhat on the defensive line too. And when you when you lose in the trenches, when you lose up front, especially on the offensive line, there's just n- never been a good offense in the history of football that didn't have a, a capable offensive line. And so I, I don't know how you change that mid-season. They're younger guys. they got a lot of them in the program. Don't seem quite ready yet. They're going to need them to be by next year or it's going to be just as bad. So uh, it, it could be a couple years before people feel really good again. They've just got to find a way to use what they have, which – I think their advantages are in their offensive playmakers. They've got to find a way to use those guys and and, and get the most out of them and, and just hang in there elsewise. These last two home games, uh, Minnesota, Ohio State, the teams, both teams look like they could score at will and most did score at will until they backed off. Over 1,000 yards of offense given up. And this is, this is in East Lansing. I, I don't know if I've ever – seen it fall this far in front of the home fans at Michigan State when it comes to football? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the difference between last year and this year seems stark, and it is in certain ways. And what they had last year, obviously, was Kenneth Walker, who, and that permeated throughout the program because it kept the defense off the field. Um, It it made the passing game. They had two good receivers, and it gave the passing game a, a better chance. And then the offensive line, I think that's the notable the other difference. Like, it wasn't just Kenneth Walker. That was a more experienced and, and just better crew. Not a great offensive line, but but a, a, a capable one. And that that's a huge, huge difference as well. So when you put those two things together, um, and then, you know, injuries at the wrong spots. I just thought they were going to be a little deeper defensively than they are this year. And what it's really showing is 
I'm not saying the portal isn't sometimes the answer because Exhibit A, Kenneth Walker, and there have been some other guys who have helped. But it, it's also very clear now that, that you, you just can't build or even fill every hole in a situation like this through the portal because they've got you know former SEC cornerbacks throughout the throughout the um, roster defensively, and it's just it's, it's just not enough. Graham College opinion maker, Lansing State Journal co-host College in the Room podcast available wherever you download podcasts joining us on the Meyer guest line I, I just I, I I thought coming in with Thorne, uh, with Reed with you know Berger with uh, Broussard with an offensive line that I thought uh, would be better I, I, I had no visions they were going to be a shut down defensive unit but I really thought they were going to compete on moving the football and it's not like they've played juggernauts on defense, uh, when I look at the you know, look at Washington, look at Minnesota, what's happened? Uh, Ohio State has given up points. Uh, they have, I think, the best offense in America. But this offense has been a total train wreck for Michigan State. And I, I get the defensive injuries, but I'm trying to look at this offense and wonder how they can be that bad in East Lansing. Yeah, I think it all really begins up front. And Xavier Henderson said, unprompted. And sort of strangely, late in fall camp, I mean, he's a defensive player. And he just said, you know, we'll go as far as this offensive line mm. can take us. Like, he kind of, it was almost as if you look back, and I listened back to the way he said it, it was almost as if he knew. You know, like, there may be an issue here, and this will determine a lot. And they've, been, they've just been worse than people thought. And, you know, they def- the Tucker and, and the coaches and – Peyton Thorne and the people just sort of tried to deflect and say, well, there's a lot of things that can go wrong on a play. And sometimes the running back's missing a hole and it's there. Sometimes I'm not making the right call. It's, the bottom line is, if you, I mean, they got swallowed up uh, by Ohio State. You watch that third quarter, it was just, I mean, the, the whole thing just collapsed every time. And, and so that's a, that's a part of it. Jaden Reed's injury, I think, has been a bigger problem for a receiving core that really needed him at the beginning. And him not being right and then being out a little bit. Um, and then I don't think Peyton Thorne has played that well and, and taken that step. Now, he's also dealing with, and, and this is what you, you worry about with, with Peyton Thorne, you know, we've seen other quarterbacks, when things go wrong long enough, you, you lose a little bit of confidence, you know. And I know he's, he's dinged up as well, but, you know, he is not. I wondered if he would be able to take the step, and it was sort of assumed in a lot of the predictions this year that he would be able to take the step to being that guy who could, could really elevate a team. And that hasn't happened either. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. Follow him on Twitter. Check it in on the Meyer Guest Line. Before we end our conversation on the Spartans, uh, let's move over to Izzo in Michigan State Hoops for the Big Ten Basketball Media Days today and tomorrow. Uh, when this season is over, uh, what will the storyline be? Uh, what will be inside that story on what Tom Izzo and Michigan State basketball did in the 2022-2023 season. Man, Bill, I have never been less certain. And, and I've, you know, had years where there, you could go a lot of different ways, but you could sort of see the path. Because on one hand, this team actually has some guys, they're an older team in certain ways, and that's what you want to be in college basketball. You want to try and get old and, and have playmakers and, and, and veterans and other ways, they're relying on guys 
to take next steps that we don't know that they will, that have not been in that sort of like, is A.J. Hogard like a, a player who now truly is what he was at the very end of last year, where he can cause problems nightly, and he's a first-team All-Big Ten candidate and that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. And then the, the big thing is, you know, they, they were really, really high on Jade Nakin in the offseason, and, and, um, and just almost expecting that he would be a guy for them, a guy they could really count on to and, you know, with that injury and him being out, how does that derail the beginning of his season and then just how everything goes from there? And so, you know, and then the big guys, I don't know what that's going to look There's just so much that could go right and so much that could go wrong. I don't know that I've ever – if you told me they missed the NCAA tournament, I would be surprised. I would be. I think there's more talent than that. But beyond that, you know, I, I could see a team that's battling for a Big Ten title and making a run in March that's interesting – and I could see a team that's on the bubble. And all of that, I think, is fair to, to think could happen. Is the big year for Michigan State a year from now, the next big year? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's hard to know this in this day and age because who comes back, who stays, what, and, and, and they've got a nice class coming in. I, I, I do think like Xavier Booker is still a guy who's, I know he's heralded, but is not quite going to be the impact player maybe that Jaron Jackson was or something like that. So, um, it's possible. Certainly, if, if you bring back the right pieces from this, if Jade Nakins has a big year and then his, his junior year is the year, um, if they get another two years out of Hogarth, and, and um, you know, there, there's a chance that, that you could see how those pieces could supplement what is a team that's really ready to take off. Question I'm asking the audience today, is the Big Ten a better basketball or football conference top to bottom? Well, that's a good question. Um, that's why you do this for a living, I guess. Um, the, uh, you know, <laughs> I would say it's a better basketball conference. I agree. And uh, just top to bottom in depth. Now, what they, you know, obviously the NCAA tournaments haven't been great the last couple of years. They've been exposed, and maybe having behemoth bigs isn't the way to make long runs in March, but. But just overall, I mean, regardless of what's happened in March, I think it's been a really tough league. Uh, the depth of the league has made, you know, the, the league has beaten each other up. And so I would say basketball at this point. I, I, when I was looking at that uh, Columbus Dispatch, I think, Big Ten media preseason poll for yep. hoops, you know, I went top to bottom. I saw a state of number four, Michigan, Indiana at the top, Illinois. And I went down to the bottom, and my first thought was, even with Nebraska's ups and downs, even in Northwestern, when you go to Evanston, there, there's not a check mark, gimme W, anywhere at any Big Ten school where you think we're going to get a win that's guaranteed. No, and, and, and a couple places have made uh, good hires. Like, you know, I think Penn State made a good hire. I think Rutgers obviously has had a good hire for a while now. A couple places have traditionally struggled. And I think when that happens, there becomes a baseline of competence that makes those those teams difficult to deal with on a given night at worst. And that's, um, you know, you, you see that stuff. And we'll see what happens with Maryland now. And, and, and obviously Northwestern's falling a little on hard times. And, uh, but I think overall, you know, most years right now in the Big Ten, you can count on of the 14 teams, and it'll only get worse when UCLA and USC join, but of the 14 teams, 10 of them are going to be tricky nights. And um, th- that's that's a lot. And I will give football credit. Uh, Maryland isn't an easy place. Uh, Rutgers isn't easy. Uh, you look at Nebraska, even with their issues, and you know, they got a couple of Big Ten wins. 
Now, there really isn't that gimme road when there used to be in the Big Ten. Right now, it might be Spartan Stadium. Seriously. That might be the spot where teams are feeling comfortable and Wisconsin's rolling in as a seven-point favorite. So we'll see how it plays out. Graham, thank you so much for the conversation. Anytime. Talk to you soon. All right, Graham Couch checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.